Okay, good evening, everyone. So um, the topic that I want to speak on tonight is working with uncomfortable feelings or sensations or emotions. There's often overlap between those three anyway. Um, so I thought the, the best way um, to structure tonight would be for us to sit for just a few minutes um, to settle in. And then I'd actually like to say a little bit about how to practice with discomfort before we do a longer sitting where we can try some of um, the, the, the approaches or attitudes out rather than just begin with a sitting and, and, and then talk later. I think the other way, the other order it, um, makes more sense tonight. So, um, so to begin, let's just do a few minutes of just basic mindfulness practice. So, because um, there's some people here um, who don't have so much experience with meditation, I'm going to make sure I'll, I'll, this will be a guided meditation. So um, please get in a position that's comfortable. Um, and most important of all is that you feel that the front side of your body, your chest and your belly are open enough so that the breath can move freely in and out of the body. So the back should be upright, but not stiff or rigid. And the front side should be soft and open. And just begin by taking a few slow, deep breaths in through the nose and out through your slightly open mouth, extending both the in-breath and the out-breath out, nice and long. Feel your whole body fill up with air as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, invite the whole body to relax, to release whatever tension it may be holding from the day. And now let your mouth come to a close so the breath just moves in and out through the nose. And let your breath now move at its own natural rhythm. So no longer extending the in-breath or out-breath, but just letting the breath find its own pace, which may be shallow and quick, erratic or slow and deep. And just feel the sensations of the breath in the upper body as a whole. Feel the way that the breath moves your chest. The way the belly moves with the breath. And feel the sensations produced by the breath in the soft tissue on the inside of your nose as your breath enters and exits your body at the tip of the nose.
And now let your awareness just focus on the sensations of the breath at the tip of the nose. Park your awareness in the soft tissue at the edge of your nostrils and feel the air move in and out of the body as it passes over that soft tissue. Just feel the sensations there in the nose. Let your awareness of the breath here at the nose be soft and open. You're not trying to feel only the breath and nothing else, but You're just using the sensations of the breath as a kind of anchor to keep you moored in the present moment. But you can keep hearing sounds around you. You can feel other parts of the body. You can notice thoughts and emotions passing through the mind. Just along with all of that, make sure part of your awareness is keeping track of the breath at the tip of the nose. For some people, when they bring their awareness to the breath, actually can make the breath tighten up a little bit. Um, Almost by thinking too much about the breath or focusing too much on it, the breath kind of feels like it loses its natural rhythm. And if that applies to you, then one tip that I have is don't worry at all about following the in-breath. And instead, only worry about following the out-breath. Concentrate on the sensations of the breath as you breathe out, all the way out. Feel the breath till the very end of each exhalation. And then when you get there, just don't worry about anything at all. Don't worry about the breath. Don't worry about anything. Just sit there, be aware in an open way. Let the in-breath happen on its own without worrying about it. And then focus on the next out-breath. So focusing on the exhalations alone can help the breath feel more loose and open. If any thoughts or emotions pull you away so that you lose track of the breath, just notice that you have been distracted. Silently say to yourself, 
thinking, as a way of acknowledging that you are thinking, and then gently bring your awareness back to the breath. And you'll have to do this over and over again. And that is natural and totally fine. Let your awareness of the out-breath become as fine-grained as possible and follow the out-breath even to the very end, to the point where there's a pause when you've stopped breathing out. And then just before the inhalation naturally begins. And then let the in-breath just happen on its own without trying to track it. Okay, that's good just to get started for tonight. So I'm gonna speak a little bit about working with um, unpleasant, uncomfortable sensations and feelings. Um, and we'll sit again in a little bit. Um, by the way, that, that, that practice of just following the out-breath um, is the, the, the basic form of meditation practice that was taught by Trungpa Rinpoche as part of the Shambhala tradition. Um, they just, they, they sort of figured out that inviting people just to follow the out-breath seemed to work better for a lot of people. Um, and uh, it just occurred to me a couple of days ago to try, try that um, with some students I'm teaching in a class. And, um, it, it, and this is actually just, you know, some of this is a little bit of speculation, but um, I was reading, we're, with a, one of the last readings we did was a book on trauma, um, Bessel van der Kolk's um, The Body Keeps a Score. And he was just noting that actually it's very good for um, trauma victims who are trying to settle the nervous system to focus on the out-breath. Um, and I think it may be because the out-breath is associated with <laughs> the, the parasympathetic nervous system, the part of the nervous system that settles us down, while the in-breath actually creates a little bit of nervous system arousal. And so um, in any case, whatever the science may be, um, and this just may be pseudoscience on my part, um, the out-breath seems to be associated with a little bit of settling action. And I know that it's very common for people when they follow the breath, both the in-breath and the out-breath, for the, the breathing to start to feel a bit tight, almost like 
they can't help but kind of constrict the breath when they track it with their mind. And I think this could be a, a, a kind of slight modification that could be helpful with that very, very common issue. Um, so, um, so working with stuff that's uncomfortable, uh, especially stuff that feels uncomfortable in the body. Um, I, I think um, teaching this class this, that involves meditation this semester, the academic class that I'm doing, has really reminded me um, in a very powerful way that most people don't like to be with discomfort. Um, and you would think that I wouldn't need a reminder like that, but I think that, um, I think I've, I've just been sitting for so long um, that I've just become very, very just habituated to, to, to leaning into discomfort. You know, when something feels uncomfortable, unpleasant, um, it's just become actually my first impulse to, to like move my awareness into it. And um, listening to the way that my students have responded to this very basic form of instruction, um, often with some dismay and even disbelief, like, why would you do that? I mean, isn't the whole point <laughs> to move away from, you know, to be comfortable as much as possible? Um, has just been a really good reminder that actually this is a very strange, um, you know, approach to um, our experience. Um, and, and, and yet it's such an important part of um, meditation practice. Um, I think one of the ways of understanding um, what meditation is doing at a very basic level is that it's um, inviting us not to, to pick and choose so much between that which feels good or bad, comfortable, uncomfortable, that which we like and dislike, you know. Um, and I think the idea is that if we do try to focus on what's comfortable or feels pleasant, um, we'll, we'll end up creating a split in our mind. Um, we'll naturally end up sort of trying to cut off aspects of ourselves that are associated with discomfort. Um, and that will create a lot of different kinds of problems, both in, <clears throat> in the near term and in the long term. Um, but for, for people who have, and this includes me when I started meditation many years ago, for people who have done almost nothing else their entire life except avoid discomfort, find ways to feel as little discomfort as possible, it is really, really hard, I think, to move into discomfort. Um, um, and so I just wanted to pause tonight and just um, talk about this very, very important um, fundamental part of meditation practice, which I think um, is challenging. It's challenging for everyone, no matter how, how long you've been sitting, but I think it's especially challenging if um, this is a relatively new way of approaching one's experience. So, um, We're gonna, in a bit we'll sit and I think I'm gonna sort of provide a few prompts that might bring up discomfort if discomfort isn't already present in your experience. Um, so um, some of this will seem potentially abstract at the moment, um, but you know, if you are feeling something uncomfortable right now, it could be 
physical pain, or it could be something that's emotionally sort of nagging at you, some kind of discomfort that's mental. Um, you might actually, even as I speak, just in the background, try to like experiment a little bit with trying out some of what I'm going to say, even in the moment, you know, before we begin sitting. Um, so if there is an emotion, if there's an emotion that feels um, uncomfortable, um, unpleasant in some way, it will often be correlated to um, some kind of pattern of bodily activation, you know, um, any emotion that is enough to make us feel bad in some way is going to have a bodily correlate. So, um, and it may be a complex one. Um, it may involve different parts of the body, but at least some part of the body will, um, at the level of sensation, feel uncomfortable. It could be a tension in the chest or the throat or the, the neck or, the, or it could be, you know, um, it could be anywhere. Um, and if you feel it in multiple places at the same time, I think for the sake of simplicity, pick the physical part of the body that where the sensations feel most pronounced. So pick one instead of trying to like work with every sensation at once. Um, and if you feel physical pain, then good. That's actually a really good, clear thing to work with. It's like sort of localized and you can work with that. I think with either form of discomfort, um, it will be very sort of natural, common for there not just to be discomfort, but also a certain um, layer of resistance to that discomfort that's around it. You know, so let's say you're talking about back pain, right? There will be the sensations that are the back pain itself, but there will often be a kind of um, clenching up around that pain that, um, that may be difficult to distinguish from the pain itself because perhaps it's, it's been so, like they've been bound up together for so long, but there's gonna be something that's like um, gripping it around it. I, I kind of just, you know, I feel like I don't want this, aversion or resistance. Um, which as you go into it more deeply, you may realize is made up of a lot of different emotions like anger, grief, sadness, um, whatever it may be. And the same will often be true of the physical sensations associated with an emotion, you know. Um, so you may feel, let's say, a deep sense of loneliness or um, fear. Both those things or any other kinds of emotions can often have like not just that feeling, but, and not just the sensations, but often like the sense, I don't want this. I don't want to feel this, you know. Um, I think tension is probably the most common manifestation of resistance, but it can take a lot of different forms. So it could be like the fear of the fear. It could be anger that you have fear. It could be, um, you know, yeah, any, any sort of, number of different kinds of emotions that you know um that manifest as like basically like i don't want this I, I want this to go away you know i want to i want to i'm fighting it in some way so um the way to work with difficult sensations pain emotions is first to approach with great gentleness and I want to emphasize this. It's like, 
it may seem like what I'm offering is a set of techniques and to an extent that is, but much more important than any kind of technique are the attitudes that these, that, that I'm gonna be invoking, um, like gentleness, like kindness, like curiosity. Trying to cultivate the right kind of um, uh, emotional relationship to what we're gonna be working with is so much more important than some kind of technique that we, a mindfulness technique that we use. Um, so um, we cannot just go right into what feels bad, what feels uncomfortable. Um, we need to first approach slowly and with gentleness, the resistance to whatever it is that we may be feeling. That alone may actually take not just one sitting, but days or weeks of work, slowly, just patiently, bringing a curious, gentle awareness to this, the sensations associated with the resistance to what we don't want to feel. Um, uh, a slightly cheesy sounding, but actually very, very useful tip. When we come across something that we don't want to feel, like resistance or like the thing that the resistance is, is encasing, is to say hello in our minds to, to whatever it may be. Hello, resistance. It's a way of establishing a relationship to the thing that we're approaching, a relationship of openness, curiosity, friendliness. Um, you may find it really hard to do this because it may be that you actually just are resisting, <laughs> you know, um, you just don't want actually to get close to this thing. And you need to be gentle with yourself that that turns out to be the case. Um, one, of the way, one of the benefits of saying something like hello is it produces a relationship where you're no longer quite identified with that resistance. To say hello to something, it's, it's a sign of immediately set up a situation where you are not the thing you're saying hello to, and yet you're being friendly to the thing you're saying hello to, right? Um, that sounds so simple, but it could be achievement that takes a long time to accomplish. If you feel impatient, if you feel like, if even that's like the idea of like taking a long time for that kind of rubs you the wrong way, then immediately it's a signal that you're approaching whatever it is you're working with, with aggression. You do, what's the, what's the rush, right? Why, why hurry? Why are you trying to, are you trying to just get rid of this? thing, right? So again, it's another sign that you're actually identifying with the resistance rather than seeing it with some kind of, um, you know, friendly relationship. All right. Um, and then really, then it's just basic mindfulness where you, you slowly examine the sensations that constitute that band of resistance that may be clenching up around. What does it feel like? What does that tension feel like? Are the sensations the same all the way around in that band of resistance or that encasement of resistance? Does it feel sharp in certain areas, tingly in others? Does it feel dead or numb in certain areas, right? Um, is it static or does it move? What kind of shape does it have? Um, 
is it yeah these are it does it's not it's not like there's some list of questions once you go down but it's like just be curious about what it is see how it feels it's a level of sensation what will happen over time is that you'll begin to see that what seemed like this solid mass of no is actually made up of just a lot of different kinds of feelings, different kinds of emotions. There may be moments of grief, moments of rage, moments of denial, you know, spots as it were. And what seems so solid starts to seem like it has different kinds of parts or components and it starts to become more porous, you know, not as solid as it seemed at first, not as solid certainly as when you are identifying with it and basically just being resistance yourself. And then we can move into what's beneath it, the thing that the resistance was fighting, move into the loneliness, the fear, the pain, whatever it may be, in exactly the same way. Hello. And then studying it with care, curiosity, like the way that you would attend to a friend who approached you who was in pain, right? The constant temptation will be to implement these kinds of methods and techniques as a way of getting rid of what you're studying, right? The idea is like, okay, if I do this, I can get rid of this pain. I can get rid of this fear. I can get rid of this whatever thing that I don't like. Um, and as long as you have that kind of slightly aggressive attitude or whatever you're examining, it will feed it. Um, they will sense it because of course it's part of you. It's not, it's not, it can read your mind because it is in your mind, you know, and it will sense that you're coming with bad intentions, you know? Um, and so the real work that cannot be rushed is, can we actually be okay with this thing which we began wanting to have nothing to do with, right? And that is just a process that there is no method to accomplish. That's the shift in the heart um, that one must just undergo, you know, in a certain way. So um, just wanna, um, you know, put that out there as a kind of basic way of working with what's uncomfortable, but also a way of acknowledging that it's really, really tough. And that um, at, at, at different moments, no matter how much experience we have with meditation, we, we won't want to do it, we won't be capable of it, you know, and we have to be okay with that. But especially when you're starting out, this can bring up a lot of very intense negative feelings. Someone in my class, the, just the other day, I, I, I led a slight, a short meditation asking them to move into discomfort and she moved into discomfort in her hand. She didn't, no, didn't just said, okay, there just happened to be discomfort there. And she said immediately she started to hyperventilate, feel like she wanted to throw up, like she actually would have left the classroom if she could have, if there weren't like 89 other people there, you know, and start to have all these negative emotions that start to flare up as she attended to this seemingly just physical discomfort in her hand, you know? Um, and so, and she realized that this is actually the way that she approaches everything in her life, 
that she doesn't want to feel. Um, and so this, the student learned a tremendous amount in that very difficult few minute experience. Um, and it was a good wake up call for me that yes, for people who haven't actually ever approached discomfort in this way, it can be profoundly challenging. And so um, um, if it feels hard for you, any of you, nothing's wrong. You're not doing something wrong. There's nothing, it's like, it's normal. You know, um, okay, so um, I'd like us to try, you know, sitting with a bit of discomfort for a bit. Um, and I'm also going to offer ways in which we can um, not get so overwhelmed by it at different moments, okay? Um, so um, let me just offer two different ways that you can lower the temperature if it gets too intense, all right? One is self-touch where you put a hand on the place where you're feeling particular discomfort in a gentle, light, supportive way. The hand just resting on, let's say you feel something in your heart. It feels painful. Just put your hand there as a kind of gentle support. And though it might not seem like you would do much, it actually can be very powerful because it's just like a signal that you're caring for this area that feels uncomfortable. <laughs> So um, if at some moment you feel like this is getting a little bit too much, try just laying a hand gently with care on the place that is feeling uncomfortable. Another way to lower the temperature is to think of a person or a place or a thing that you associate with profound safety and comfort so that you can take your mind away from the thing that is feeling so hard. And just for like five or 10 breaths, bring to mind something that you associate with deep sense of safety or comfort, okay? Um, because if we, get, if we get overwhelmed by the discomfort that we're feeling, it may not be productive to work with it, you know? Um, we tr we're trying to keep a certain kind of balance as we work with these areas of discomfort. Um, so this, um, this idea of taking care um, is, goes by the name of like serpentulation, where you move in and out of what's really, really uncomfortable. You don't want to push it too hard, okay? Um, okay, so are there any questions um, at this moment before we start sitting? that you'd like to ask before we try this out. Okay. So if you already have uh, an emotion or a physical sensation that feels very uncomfortable that you feel is sort of ready to hand, great. That sounds ironic, but, um, <laughs> but uh, um, if you don't try this, tell yourself, Everything in my life is great. I'm totally content. What will likely happen is that your heart and your mind will pretty quickly bring up the thing that is not great. <laughs> you know, um, it may not be super uncomfortable, but something that feels unsettled in your life. You know, so if you genuinely say like, everything's fine, I am totally content some unresolved thing in your life will emerge 
And that can be a good thing to work with. Okay, in this case, all right. All right, um, so let's uh, sit for a bit and I will offer some light guidance, but basically what I just spent a lot of time talking about is the, is the approach. So, um, so use whatever you feel like is the right thing at that moment. Don't wait for my specific guidance because it will be based on how you feel and how that feeling responds to your attention. So please just you know, begin by settling back into the breath for a little bit. And letting your awareness now not focus on the breath, but to move gently towards the place in your body that is associated with the discomfort that you would like to practice with for a little bit. And remember just to sort of sidle up to it. You're not rushing right into it, but gently inching towards it. And perhaps even just pausing at whatever resistance you may encounter around the discomfort. Try saying hello. And you might visualize your breath being drawn into the area that you are focusing on. And as you sense the breath being drawn into this area, feel the ways in which the breath affects the sensations that are present there. just as we did when we follow the breath in the nose. 
see how granular texture or fine grained you can make your awareness of the various kinds of sensations that you find in the area that you are focusing on. Let your awareness move around this area. Explore it with curiosity. Please remember if it ever becomes too much, just let your mind go to some memory of comfort, a person, place, or a thing. Or you might try placing a hand gently on the area that is uncomfortable to help support it. And of course you can stop focusing on this area of discomfort at any time. It's up to you. you must know that you are in full control of how much and how deep you want to go with this practice. For many of us, the area that we're focusing on will have a lot of tension in it. And so notice how visualizing the breath being drawn into this area creates a little bit of dynamism. Notice how the sensations flow and are altered by the movement of the breath into this area. It may be only a slight Flow. It may still feel quite tense, but it's good to be aware that it's not static. It's not, it's not frozen. When we move into an area of discomfort like this and attend to the sensations, often we can also notice thoughts that are associated with this area start to emerge in our mind. And so if you notice any thoughts that seem particularly powerful that are connected with this feeling, you might try labeling them Say to yourself, having a thought, and just repeat the thought verbatim to yourself as a way of 
creating a bit of distance between yourself and the thought and also cataloging it so that you can learn what thoughts are associated with these areas of discomfort. Can you feel the ways in which the apparent solidity of the sensations you began exploring are actually constituted of various different components, different kinds of sensations, different kinds of feelings? So I think that's plenty of time working with this particular area. If you would like to continue attending to it, feel free to, but for those of you who feel like this was a good amount of time, maybe more than you even wanted, um, just begin to attend to the sounds in the space around you. No longer focusing on any particular part of the body, but just opening yourself up to sounds as the anchor for now. The sensation of the body will still be there, but let them be there in the background. And let the awareness become wider and just open up to the environment that you're in. And if you like, you can also begin to follow your exhalations as we did in the opening meditation along, <laughs> along with sounds. Or just follow the sounds alone on their own.
And I'd like us to end this sitting with just a brief round of loving kindness practice. So for those of you who've never done it before, just please begin by taking, thinking of yourself as you are now, the age you are now, or you can think of yourself as when you were younger, more vulnerable. And thinking of yourself, please repeat the following line silently to yourself, directing these thoughts to yourself. May I be happy. May I be safe from both internal and external dangers. May I be healed of both inner and outer difficulties. And may I be free from suffering. We'll just do one more round to end things. May I be happy. May I be safe from internal and external dangers. May I be healed of inner and outer difficulties. And may I be free from suffering. Okay, please just take your time coming out of this practice. Feel free to move your body slowly. And I would love to hear what people have to say. If you have any questions or just things you want to share about how the experience was, I feel like this is the moment when I think there is the most to learn on these Tuesday evenings when, when we share with each other. So... Bernie. Hello. Um, yes. Hello. Sorry. Hi, Stacy. Hi. Um, I was going to try to bring this up tonight anyway, and, and the topic is perfect. Uh, four weeks ago, I had a total shoulder replacement reverse. And I have been, uh, the first two weeks, I was in excruciating pain almost all the time. And last week, I realized something, I, and I said it to my husband. I said, you know, 
I haven't made friends with this new shoulder yet. You know, I said, I'm fighting it. I'm resisting it. I'm, I'm you know, trying to push it away and make it not be and turn the clock back and not get this surgery. But what I need to do is make friends with it because it's here now. And that that was sort of a, um, an epiphany for me. Uh, I'm still in a lot of pain. And last night I fell, but fortunately, I don't seem to have hurt it, but I'm sore. But, but I feel better about it um, because I'm trying to make friends with it. But the pain has been uh, not good. But anyway, I just thought I'd share that because I really think the moment I can stop resisting it and fighting it, I think that I'll be much more at peace and at ease. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that, Stacey. Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, in, <clears throat> whoa, um, in terms of like saying hello to difficult experiences and sensations, I think one thing that's really helped me is visualization. Um, at different times I've imagined like some sort of wounded animal or creature that's very afraid. And I think that has helped me approach that discomfort with more gentleness. Um, I've also imagined like a wall that I just kind of like go up to and sit by and like, you know, I plant some seeds and little cracks and then water them and have had like this whole adventure of like going to sit by this wall and checking on the seeds and, um, it became like a really fun, lovely thing. Um, and yeah, like locked doors and different like images that have helped me work with resistance. So I wanted to share that. And then um, the other thing really quickly is I think when I'm working with difficult sensations, it's important for me to keep my eyes open um, because otherwise I can get very sucked into them and kind of forget that I'm here in the present. So I just also wanted to share that. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Louisa. Yeah. Yeah, the eye open thing too is like that's a I should have said that. That that's a very useful tip. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm hoping you guys can hear this 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 mic. Okay. <laughs> Stacy, do you um? There's a book that I want to recommend. It's um Stephen Levine's book on guided meditations. Um, it, it has a lot of really wonderful meditation working with pain. Um, 
And um, I, that's, I, think it, I think you'd love it. So you can just like do the guided meditation, meditations by just reading slowly through them. And there are tons on, tons on working with extreme pain. So, um, yeah. What is the title? Um, Stephen Levine's Guided Meditations, Explorations and Healings. Yeah. Oh, all right. Thank you. That's very helpful. Very helpful. Thank you. Is there anyone that had trouble coming up with a discomfort to practice with? Okay, well, one person out of like 30, so that's <laughs> good for you. <laughs> oh. I was actually thinking about talking about this, but I'd like, I mean, I'm no stranger to physical discomfort, but it always, when I feel it has seemed quite divorced from like what's going on up top. And like now I'm in a rare period of my life where nothing seems to be physically happening. And like, even when I was kind of thinking about, you know, all the woes that I'm agonizing about during the day, it didn't bring up much in my body at all. And I kind of had a hard time staying anywhere, but like up in my head. So I'm, I'm almost thinking about what you said though. Maybe if I had my eyes open, if it could have like helped me stay more in the present and in my body. Thanks, Edmund. I noticed two things that I hadn't um, thought of before, which was um, one is that there was something that I thought should be the thing that I was thinking about, like the like the current trouble, but something totally mundane and kind of petty was the one that I was really feeling and that just kept coming back. Um, so I was surprised, like apparently that is where I wanted to go. And then I was surprised when I was actually noticing where the tension was in my body that, um, and I'm sure I do this all the time, I almost, my whole body was tense. Like my hands were tense, my jaw was clenched. Um, and it was something that I hadn't, I just had never carefully experienced. Thanks, Marnie. And I apologize for, for in, bringing that up. <laughs> it's like, why would one want to come to this? <laughs> Don't worry, we won't do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. This might be good for tonight. It's it's 829. Could we sit for one minute before we say good night? Okay, good.
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Good night. Wonderful to see you all. Good night. Good night, Stacey. I hope your shoulder feels better soon. Yeah. Thanks, Bernie. Yeah. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night.